Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glenn H, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Mikey? Good morning. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, in the parking lot of the coffee shop this morning. Right now? No, not right now. But uh, but I hey, guess what? I'm already got a win today. I didn't spill the coffee all over myself yet. And as yet. I said, yeah, yet. Um, no, I'm flipping through some uh, flipping through some uh, you know news news feeds. You know, blah blah blah. And uh, and I come across an article that says seven things uh, to do to, to to make your life not so boring. And I kind of chuckle out loud. I'm like, boring? Life boring? Did you do all seven? No, no, I didn't even look at the oh, article. Okay, I just yeah. laughed at it. So you don't have time to even look at the boring no, list? No, I, huh? yeah. I strive to be bored. No, it's kind of laughing. I mean, I just kind of roll in, just full transparency. We, we come in at 6 a.m. on Saturdays. And, um, I mean, I'm rolling in here. I'm, 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 not, I'm not even ready. To, I haven't had a donut yet. I haven't, oh, you know, just man, you need of, some sugar. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Right. We always figure it out. Right. And uh, we're at Audio Hive, our, which is our coffee shop, and Brian's a rock star. So. I know. We were just talking about, man, we've done, I guess, collectively 200 episodes or so. Right, right. And uh, Brian's been here for every single one. No screw-ups, no lates. We have well, not missed a single week. Actually, not- actually, I sound, my true voice is really much like Pee Wee Herman. But, so he's been able to Speaking clean that up. Right. Yeah, R.I.P. Pee Wee. R.I.P. R.I.P. So what's up today, Glenn? Not much, man. Just uh, just check in. Always love checking in at the Sober Coffee Shop. Yeah, you yeah. know life. Um, life is rolling strong, but uh, sobriety. Are you, bored? Are you bored? No. Okay. No, I I have zero boredom in life, and frankly, that's one of my secrets too. Um, it's one of my tools. Keep you know? moving. Yeah, keep moving. Um, even if it's picking weeds, man, I'm doing something. Can I give you my home address? <clears throat> literally. I, no, I mean, just, you know what? I, I got in trouble when I was bored. You know, my, oh, my, my know, mind right? would go. And, right. And it's always better to be in gear, stay in gear, and keep moving. Uh-huh. Right? No matter what uh-huh. you're doing. And, and, yeah, it's important to do the next right thing. You know, you don't want to be doing shitty things. But right, right. No, I am not bored. All right. Good. Good. What's on topic today? What are you thinking? Now now you're putting me on the spot. Uh, what are you thinking? <coughs> okay, all right. Balls on my court. Balls in your um, court. Okay, so, you know, as we've talked about throughout various episodes, we've we've talked about, in fact, we've even said this before, uh, talked about boiling the frog. Oh, yeah, right. Right. Um, so so what, what I'd like to do is, you know, I came up with a couple maybe mini titles, boiling the frog. One is anti-surrender, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So something we've talked about, success in, in at least getting on the sober path is surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not my way anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> as soon as I said that, you're, you're like Frank Sinatra, my way. No, oh, I know, right? And and right, but but so many times, you know, in my story, I'm like, I've got this, you know, and. And I can figure this out, and I'm good at figuring a lot of stuff out. Why can't I figure this out? It'll be different this time, you know. And and still in meetings, I mean, I got over eight years sobriety, and still in meetings, I sit there and say, 
you know, I hear somebody talk about Coke, you know, doing cocaine and drinking, and I'm like, oh, man, that's the solution. That's what I missed. That's what I, that's what, if I had had that, that is what I didn't figure out. Yeah. You know, and that's just my brain. Can I just get? Can I just be a, a spoiler alert? Yeah, I, I know you. It didn't. It didn't help. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, it doesn't work. That's not the solution. Right, but, right, right. But but all you, all you got is a wide awake drunk. <coughs> I know. Totally sorry for the frog in my throat. Speaking oh, about the frog. Um, but but for me, and in, in, in one of the most defining, and we've talked about this a hundred times. You know, one of the most defining uh, points for me was my point of surrender in September of two thousand fourteen. And, and, and what that looked like was, you know, I looked at my counsel and I said, I will do anything you tell me to do. I just cannot take another drink. Um, you know, so maybe that was steps one or two right there in the moment, you know. Um, yeah, I reached out and, and, and my counselor was, was my higher power. But, right, and, and, and so we've, we've painted that picture, right? But what I'd like to do is just kind of walk through and chat through a story we're not going to mention anybody's names, but a story of what surrender and struggle looks like when you don't surrender, mm-hmm. anti-surrender. And, and I think what came to mind quickly was the boiling the frog, mm-hmm. right? If, if you stick a frog in boiling water, he jumps out immediately, right? But if you... Um, put them in warm water and turn it up a degree at a time and get it hotter and hotter and hotter. He adjusts to that level of heat every time until the point he's boiled. Mm-hmm. So how does that relate, right? Mm-hmm. So so then I think of, okay, um, progressive alcoholism. Mm-hmm. So if, if I look at my story and you look at your story and, and say, hey, at one point in my life, I was at level 70. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and if I saw what my life looked at level five, I would never sign up for that. Right? right? I absolutely no way. I would if 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 you said to me, "Well, I'm at level seventy in my life," and you say, "Hey, you're going to make a decision at some point whether you go back into you know four months sober living program or you're going to go into a uh, men's homeless shelter to start rebuilding." Mm-hmm. I would have said you're nuts. You're nuts, I, right? Sure. But over 12 years, a degree at a time, a day at a time, oh, I lost this. Well, that's okay. And then a couple you weeks. You justify yeah, it, right. And, and, <clears throat> and you accept. You accept, accept it as the right. new norm, right? You know, you, you sit there and say, well, you know. I mean, your, your mind justifies it and, and say, okay, you know, I can live without that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can live without that. I can live without that. And and you just keep coming down until you're at level five, right? Right. The water the water keeps getting hotter. You right. know, for me, just to catch up with you, uh, you know, I happened a few seasons after your 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 springtime epiphany and your springtime surrender. But you know, shortly thereafter, you know, I I surrendered, and and it was a a moment of clarity when I surrendered. So not a lightning bolt, but just a a moment of clarity where I said I need help. Right, and we've talked about that before. And I love that. Right, and and I knew it. I felt it. I meant it. But I'll I'll never, as you as you say, I won't ever forget the sentence that I said before that, which was, "Is this what life has become for mm-hmm. me?" And and you're right. I had accepted the water at a very high temperature, and I needed to turn the the oven off. 
I need to turn the oven that's off. A, that's a great, you know, because I was at the same spot. I, I was either going to be boiled. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I was right there. I was either going to be boiled or I had to get out of the pot. Right. So so what I thought we'd do is just walk through a story. Um, I mean, I was a little, I, I think it's good to look at, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, components of, of a story that, you know, is just just an example of not surrendering. Right. <clears throat> Turning that temperature up. Progressive alcoholism getting worse and worse and worse. And yet in our brains, we sit there and say, I've got this. I know better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And, and, and it's amazing because you can't fix the problem with the same brain that created it. You just can't. I, I heard that a couple of years ago, and I really yeah, laughed. I love that. that. I love that. And 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 so, you know, I'm not. I'm not. We're not looking to be judgmental. No. Right. And 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 judges. We're looking to be analytical. I mean, what's the reality? The reality is, if you if you don't turn the oven off, you're gonna die. Right. So one of the things that I want to say is, and and this guy's a sponsor, you know, quasi sponsor. I, I guess you got to want to work the program to be a sponsor, right? But but I'm the one he calls, and and um, the the reason why this story is so relevant to me, and I think it's relevant to folks, is well, well first of all, I lived this story. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe a different hotel, sure, sure. But right. I mean, his story, or maybe is, the same hotel. Yeah, maybe. I just <laughs> right. don't know. You don't know. Yeah, um, and and maybe his. I mean, his story is my story. My story is his story, um, and. And I relate to so when I work with him, when I connect in here, I mean, it's like I'm looking in the mirror. It's scary, right? Well, not only that, but I, I, we've had this conversation before outside the coffee shop, and you, you're not only you're not only seeing a reflection of you, you're feeling his pain. I know that. I, Absolutely. I know it. I know it pains you, That's like to your to core. Uh, and 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 what really pains me is when I was in those shoes. Nobody could say anything to me. I, know. I had to get to the point right. of surrender, and what pains me is watching him live that same pain because I know what he's feeling. And don't you wish you had the magical <clears throat> line that penetrates his I wish, hard shell? I wish there was something I could say, but we know that's not the no, case. You, care, you know, absolutely. Can't carry I, that I had out. some great sound bites thrown at me over the forty-six years. You know. <laughs> From officers, yeah, judges, I mean, and just, relatives. It's crazy. So, um, you know, here's a here's a story. Just, you know, I, I wrote down a handful of bullet points of, of different degrees of progressive alcoholism mm-hmm. or boiling the frog. Okay. So, met this guy four years ago <clears throat> through a, um, a guy at my church, reached out, and he goes, hey, man, I, I understand that you have a story of alcoholism and... You're on the sober recovery path, you know. I've I've got somebody in my family. Could could you talk to him? I'm like absolutely. So it was about four years ago. We sat down for an initial lunch, you know, starting to get to know him. And and I mean, he was like me. Everything was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I I could see physically he was hurt. Right. I mean, he was hungover. He was hurt. He was trying to, um, you know, just hold it together. Mm-hmm. You know. But he was pretending mm-hmm. that everything's fantastic. Sure. <clears throat> and and this guy's also a, a former uh, pro athlete. No. Oh, right? So there's he's got he's got some discipline. 
Absolutely. I mean, it takes a lot to sure be a pro athlete, sure right? But right. but my my assumption is, you know, sitting there meeting with him, he's also got a major ego, right? Because right. you know, it's the upper one percent or one tenth of one whatever. Right. But um, <clears throat> so we uh, sat down at lunch, and he's like, "Yeah, this really hurt me. It's hurt my." And he was divorced at the time. I had two kids. He's hurt my 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 kids, and and I just need to get back on track. And it's hurt my job, and. I'm MIA at my job, in and out, and I mean, just you know, all the, all the level. I mean, we mentioned level seventy, so maybe he's level forty at right, this time, right? right? Or okay. thirty, right? Some somewhere around there. I mean, he's he's got some consequences, but the, but the water's bubbling. <clears throat> I mean, well, he's well, it's got, not boiling yet. But no, it's, it's not. But it's it's starting to. It's the heat is to, on. That's right. The sure. heat is watering okay, up. Right. right. Um, so so we said okay. So let's build a plan, right? So he 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 commits to the twelve steps. You know, he starts going to meetings. Now, this is where it started. So we had a good lunch, had a good hug after lunch, a little fist bump. We're, we're going to get on the path together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we started talking about going to meetings. Well, it started immediately because it was like, well, I don't want to drive the 22 minutes to go to a meeting with you when I got a meeting five minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. Right? Fair, fair enough if you're going. So if you think anti-surrender, right, right. right. Surrendering is when your sponsor says, hey, let's go to a meeting together. Here's a great set of meetings. Let's go to these meetings. And you you, you say, yes. Wax mm-hmm. on, wax off. Yes, right. I'll go to those meetings. I'll be there. I don't care if it takes an hour to go to those meetings. I'm going to go to those meetings with you. Right? That's what surrender looks like. Mm-hmm. Anti-surrender says, eh, you know, I, I really feel more comfortable going doing to the meeting. My, doing it my way. Yeah. Mean five minutes. I mean, that was the initial push. What I should have said is, dude, call me when you want to go to meetings with me, mm-hmm. right? But at the time, I'm trying to figure out, well, is it my ego saying you got to come to my meetings and what's wrong with him going to those meetings? And well, what was wrong is there's no accountability, right? Right. So immediately he was saying he was going to meetings he wasn't going to, mm. right? That's anti-surrender. That's right. lying. That's you know, you're not right. working the program doing that. Well, you're right? not helping yourself. You're <clears throat> you're, right. you're lying to yourself, right? Honesty, right? right? Um, so, I mean, it, immediately there was pushback. It was his way. He knew better, right? So that theme has intertwined our relationship and his walking the sober path for four years. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, his level keeps dropping and the water keeps getting warmer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so then, <clears throat> you know, he, he landed up in an extended stay hotel, Right. I mean, literally for like a year, he was living in an extended stay hotel. And um, and that's not good, right? right? That's not good. I mean, you go back and you lay in a little dingy. A, it, it, let, let me say, it's a, it's a flop house for somebody who's got some expendable cash. Exactly. And the people that were living there alongside sure. him, they sure. were all like him. Yeah, that's right. A flop house. Yeah, right. You're, they you're, they were not acceptable by, by society. And, and right. <clears throat> so... So that's not good. So along the way, you know, I and some other, you know, sponsees, we had to jump in. We pulled them out. We can't take them to detox. And and the one time I went in there, I mean, it was probably the filthiest thing I've ever seen. And I've been to college, right? <laughs> I mean, it was absolute filth. I mean, it was blackness in the bathroom. Right. It was dried puke in the bath. I mean, it was the filthiest. Mm. And yet, in his mind, that was okay. Yeah. That's the, Could it become normal? Right. 
I mean, how would you ever say that was? That's a day at a time. That mm-hmm. bathroom got more and more filthy. Yeah, right. I mean, it's that aggressive. shower. Right. I mean, because in, in a year they don't come in and give you maid service. No, right. And you wouldn't let them in. Mm-hmm. You know, furniture was broken. Mm-hmm. Right. There was mold all over the fridge. I mean, this place was an absolute, you know, pigsty. Mm-hmm. But that was okay for him. Yeah. Right. Because his standards just kept lowering and lowering. And and then along the way, he landed up getting his girlfriend, this 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 girl that he dated, you know, through high school or knew through high school, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So he dates this girlfriend. And and meanwhile, he's losing his job, right? So so he lost his job. He doesn't have any money. So he starts sucking off his girlfriend, you know? And, and she had a little bit of means, and she was uh, empowering him. Um, no, that's not the right word, is it? Enabling. Enabling. She was enabling him, <clears throat> and he would manipulate her. Oh, sure. I mean, he was a king of manipulation. Well, I, check. I, I, mean, I was there. And, and, I mean, he would say and do things to her. I mean, she, she, I mean, she would say to me, she would call me periodically. She goes, look, man, she goes, I, I forget, Venmo or something. He's Venmoing these girls, you know, and, you know, she, she was out of state. And he's, see, like, he's Venmoing these girls 400 bucks. And I'm paying it, and he's blaming it on me. <laughs> he says he's got to be with those girls because I'm in Florida. Right? Yeah. What a manipulator, right? right? And and she put up with it. Mm-hmm. She enabled him. I mean, mm-hmm. that was. I mean, it was. This was a cluster every way that you looked. And and you're grossly underqualified as a psychologist, psychiatrist, <clears throat> medical doctor, therapist. All I'm trying to do is get him to go to a meeting with me, right? Right. Right. <clears throat> so. So it's going really bad, right? So, again, this is me, and and I recognize it because I lived it. Um, so he gets out of a, a set of really major detoxes. You know, they strapped him down, and <clears throat> finally he's like, "Okay, I'm I'm ready to get sober." Let's. So he finally came down to a breakfast, okay, at our home group, and he showed up, and he was hurt. I could tell he was hurt. You know, I could tell. I mean, he just, and we're supposed to work like, you know, step one. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we, we get down the conference room and uh, he's right. I mean, he's fresh five days out of a just an incredible detox, just disastrous. And he's like, oh, man. He said, I just feel so, I mean, he's, and I can tell he's hungover. I can tell he's hurt. He's like, oh, man, I'm just doing so great. He goes, look, man, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start a T-shirt company. Uh, I'm going to start a a sober living facility. Um, I'm going to move my uh, girlfriend up, and we're going to blend families. Meanwhile, his kids absolutely hated him and didn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, Dad, you're a whack job, Mm -hmm. right? But in in his mind, in his manic mind, he has built an empire in a week. Yeah, right. And so I said to him, I'm like, I'm like, dude, look, I'm like, what my experience is I laid low and did nothing for two years. I mean, I worked a little bit to, you know, so I, so I could live. Um, but I said, I did nothing for two years. And all I did was focus on my sobriety. I said, I wanted a deep and wide foundation before I built up. No, here's the beauty. You didn't say just in this coffee right now, you didn't say, dude, this is what you need to do. Abandon that plan. Go deep and wide, right? You didn't say any of that. 
all you said, and this is the beauty of the program, right? Mm -hmm. Is all you said is, I'm telling you what I did. Right. And look at me today, right. to, for today I'm sober. Just surrender <clears throat> to somebody else's path. I mean, it's there. Yeah, but you know what? In his mind, he knows it all, right? right. So, you know, I was wrong. He's like, ah, no. He goes, I, I'm going to get immediate purpose out of all this stuff. I'm like, I'm like, here's my experience when I did that 50 mm -hmm. times. When something went wrong, because it always does, when sure. something went sideways, I couldn't handle it. Right, right. I couldn't handle it, and I relapsed, mm -hmm. right? And I'm saying, so there's value in going deep and wide, right? But he knew he knew better. He knew better. And of course, how the story ends. Two there? weeks later, he's back two in weeks. detox. Okay. Right? Because <clears throat> you know when 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 I got to that level, it it, it wasn't just ah, I'm a little hungover. Maybe I won't drink for a week. It was uh, sure all I bets mean, are off. Oh, it was a hundred percent right. So he goes in. He, he starts this sober living house. You know, he gets out of the extended stay. He gets his girlfriend sets him up in this sober living house. You know, and of course, it's not just a modest. You it's, know, it's high end. It's a five thousand dollar a month house, right. and now you got to furnish it. And now, <clears throat> so now when you have that financial pressure, what do you got to do? You got to fill it. You got to fill it, right? And you don't sit there with a one week qualification process. It's dude, you got five hundred bucks in your pocket. Come on in. Yeah, right, right. So now it becomes long story short, it becomes like a crack house, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So, but he knows what he's doing, and I, I'm like, look, nobody in there's working a program. They're all using, they're all drinking. The frog's turning up the water for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and he's, I'm like, that's not a sober living house. Right. That's a crack house. Right. Right. And, and of course, he didn't understand that until a guy died mm. in the house. Mm. Then for about a week, he starts reflecting and say, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not doing it right. Right. The cops were in there. The cops were seeing the drugs. I mean, it was, it was ugly. Right. But then he cleaned it up and got out of it, talked his way, whatever, right? So <clears throat> his girlfriend kept funding, kept funding. You know, he disappeared for a month, you know. Um, you know I'd find, he finally reached out and touched base. So it just kept turning it up, right? <clears throat> so about, I don't know, six months ago or something, he's like, I don't have a job, right? He lost, he, he was selling insurance, lost his job whatever reason i don't know it's always somebody else's fault is it possible for an insurance salesman to lose their job it's always somebody else's fault okay always somebody else's fault and and what's amazing when this guy's sober for three months he's an absolutely amazing sure. guy right? right so so i see potential in him but he just can't he just can't find that that lane painful right painful so i got him a job right i got him a sales job i i don't even know what it was making right <clears throat> a month later i checked in with the guy, because I knew the guy that got him the job. And uh, he's like, hey, he just stopped showing up. He goes, I don't know what happened. He goes, I thought we were doing great. He stopped showing up. Well, of course, he's relapsing. Yeah, right. Now, what detox are you going to next, right? Um, so now he and his girlfriend broke up. Finally, I mean, Finally. I, 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 I told her, I said, she goes, how can I help him? I'm like, you know what? Let him alone for a year. Get him a year of sobriety Right. And, and then connect back with them, right? right? And then check in with them. Sure. I said, because you are killing him. Right. You providing him money. He doesn't have to work. All he does is lay around and drink, drink and do coke yeah. and whatever. I said, you're enabling him. 
Right. You're causing that problem. Right. I mean, and maybe I shouldn't have said that, but that's a fact in my mind, so I said it. Right. So they, they finally broke up, right? Yeah. So now <clears throat> now he can't afford the sure the crack house, so now he's back in extended stay. Oh, bro. Right. Right back, circle right back around. Right back around. So now I got people calling me. I got his ex-wife calling me. You know, he's really in bad shape. And and I'm I'm really waiting for a death phone call. Right. I really am. Um, I mean, that's how bad it is. That's how bad he gets. That's how bad I got. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking in the mirror. Right. <clears throat> so now, you know, I get a call from one of his family members. He said, we are paying, um, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to keep his phone on, to keep him living an extended stay. And we are, I mean, just putting out money, money, money. So I gave them, Glenn, what do you think? I'm like, I gave them the same story I gave the girlfriend. So they're like, well, if we don't do that, then he's going to be homeless. I said, well, he can either be homeless, which I think he got his car repossessed, so I'm like, it's, it's a bridge scenario. So he's either homeless, or I said, hey, here's the website for a really good um, homeless shelter, men's shelter. They take you from ground zero and work. They have all the resources to work you back up. Mm-hmm. That's where I was going. Right. Still in business, you know, still thriving, still helping sure. men, right? So that's the fork in the road. Very similar to to my fork in the road, right? You take it. So I don't know. Okay. So from what I understood, a week ago or so, you know, he was going to be on the street, right? More the same, more than the same, more than the same. Um, and and so, oh, along the way, he lost another job, right? And he lost another job because he lied. And I remember having a pretty intense conversation with him. I'm like, dude, look. If you work this program, you learn to live a better way, which includes honesty. I said, if you hadn't lied to that employer, oh, he lost the other other job because he lied about his COVID uh, vaccine, you know. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, if, if you don't lie, you yeah. don't lose jobs, right? right? And, and now he lied again. And he's uh. like, well, everybody says that. everybody does that. I'm like. Like it's lying. Yeah, right. Right, and, and he's. He, I remember very contentious phone call. He was telling me how stupid I am because I tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know. So I, I literally looked at him. I'm like, I'm like, look, you continue to live your path. How's it working for you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you getting the results? Are you proud of the results you're getting from doing it your way? And that sentence probably didn't penetrate the show. No, it did. It, it did. did. There, there was silence, and he goes, "Yeah." He goes, "You're right. You have a point, right?" Because I mean, it's an absolute shit show, right? right? <clears throat> so, you know, I mean, sorry, I don't have an ending to the story. Um, yeah, I was really up through all that. I was hoping for a happy ending, and maybe uh, there will be a happy ending. Maybe because, because you didn't think there was a happy ending for you when you were in your twelfth detox or your seventh rehab. As of today, we're getting more of the same. Um, Here's the secret to a happy ending. Talk to me. Um, Surrender. Right. And and what I learned, again, I'm looking in the mirror when I look at him. What I learned is consequences drive surrender. Because if you keep turning up the heat, right, at some point, you're either going to die. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to say, you know what, I've had enough of my own bullshit. Right. I'll do it your way. And it's not 
Glenn's it's way. It's not Glenn's way. It's it's the twelve step way. Right. You know, it's surrendering and getting to the twelve step way. <clears throat> so I, I had him on the phone about a week ago, and and he he said he was surrendering. He goes, "Oh, I'm going to call this person. I'm going to call this person. I'm going to get in sober living. I'm going to get in detox for well, seven sure, he's days." In, he's got the heat's on, literally. And then he's got, he's got to move. And then he hasn't made a single phone call. Hmm. So. It's sad. I don't know where he's at. I don't know if he's homeless. I don't know what's going on. Um, right. But, I mean, he's trying to survive, you know. And, and if you get on the sober path, you know, there, there's a way to thrive. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And it's not boring. And and it's, uh, you're right. It's I love that word. It's, it's a way to thrive it, instead of just hanging on to survive. So that's kind of a look at surrender and anti-surrender, kind of both sides of that, you know, equation. Um, but well, you sit here at your sober because you surrendered to somebody else's plan or or guidance. You surrendered to somebody to other people's plural guidance. Your counselor, your sponsor, other guys in the program, church. Um, you know, your church relationship to your higher power. You've surrender is at your very core and all i can say is looking at the two scenarios yours yours is working right because because you buy into the concept and the action of surrender on a daily basis this i know about you yeah i mean he looks at me and and tells me i don't know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. i'm like dude i'm the one that's rebuilt my life and has eight years sober Right. And and I'm going to bed happy at night and, right. and peaceful. Um, I don't know, man. It's just uh, it's, it's a heart. It's a heartbreaker. It's an ugly look. Yeah, it's a I heartbreaker. Mean, it, it really. I'm glad is. we did it. It's kind of like that scared straight movie back from the '70s. You got a boiling frog. A, boiling frog. That's the reality. Glenn, this has been good, man. And if you aren't on the path forward, you're on the path backwards. I mean, yeah. that, that's how I. That's that's how you're I live. You're either t- get out of the. Get out of the get pot. Get out of the pot, man. Get, get out, out of the pot. pot. I, I mean, you can stick around there and get it hotter, cooler, whatever you want. Just get out of the freaking pot. That's awesome. All right, man. Love All you. Right. Love you, man. All right, thanks. Take care, brother. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.